We need to make the nukes gay. You let politics ruin, or rather control, your whole life, man, you're gonna be a miserable person. Straight up. And unfortunately, that's where we're at. A lot of people are consumed by this. And it's driving them crazy, and they hate their neighbors. Sad. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Underground for episode 92. Uh, I am joined once again by the one, the only, Joseph. Wild West pimp style. Nations. And this is the show where every week we remind you. Politics ruins everything. Joseph, how have you been? Man, I've been great, dude. It's been, it was a great weekend. Kind of long, but still great. Can't complain. What about yourself? Oh, not not too bad, man. I'm, uh, I'm hopefully finally going to have a an actual job within the next week or so nice um while i'm still working on a bunch of these side projects and trying to get uh this other business off the ground that isn't associated with what we're doing on here so yeah man it's it's a ton of work uh and the one thing that i've realized is that uh it is incredibly hard to start a uh to start your own business in america Yes, it is insanely difficult. Like very, very, very hard. Uh, well, what stumbling blocks have you run into? So it's ju- most of it is just trying to figure out um, how to do things and right. doing a lot of research into things besides what I actually just want to do for the business. And then on top of that, uh, in order to st- if you don't have a grant or some form of cash flow coming in from another source. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the way that you're going to do that is by going out and getting some sort of part-time job or something that, you know, you're not going to be working like 40, 50 hours a week necessarily, uh, but it's something that's essentially going to sustain you to live really, really tight while you're trying to get this other thing up and running because you know, you can make more money doing that. Right. Makes sense. Right. Right. Um, it makes everything more difficult. No wonder people don't risk starting businesses in this country because you just get screwed. <laughs> like, because yep. even if so, it's different for for what what I'm doing. Which for those people who don't know or aren't actual like real life friends uh, with me, uh, I'm trying to start essentially a a drone uh, photography slash videography uh, like side business that I hope turns into a little bit more at some point and uh, I'm looking into uh, potentially adding some other things to that in order to kind of fill out what I'd be able to do for different clients and um, so I had to learn all that too and I was talking to a lady who works in real estate and she was like yeah if you can do 3D photography and regular photography on top of the drone stuff uh, you'll get more clients and you can make more money. And so I was Ooh. like, crap. I was like, I guess I got to figure that out. And I know how to do 3D photography. It's not, to be honest, it's not that difficult. Um, and uh, depending on what I need to do for regular photography, that won't be a problem either. But all that to be said, yeah, it's not easy. Um, and so I'm trying to get a job that it would technically be considered full time, uh, but it's not going to be like 40 hours. It's going to be a little less than that, at least most weeks. Um and the hardest part too is how do I uh, balance 
work with starting this business. Uh, mm-hmm. So once I'm actually getting clients in, it's like, all right, well, you know, what what's my schedule going to look like? How do I make sure that my availability is at least uh, open enough during the week that I can go uh, when I need to versus trying to keep my commitment to uh, the place that I've said that I will come in and work my like however many hours each week. Yeah, um, it's that kind of stuff. It's right. It, it makes it kind of crazy. So, yeah, man, um, I'm sure some people have had a much easier time with that. And, uh, you know, you're you're always going to have people who will try to like be like, well, actually. And it's like, uh, all right, well. Sorry, I wasn't given like a massive grant by the U.S. government or whatever the case may be right. to start my uh, uh, my electric car business, uh, among <laughs> other things. So, yeah, yeah, right. People don't really understand that. Yeah, I mean, for me, not too bad. Just working on clips this past weekend, and yeah, man, it's TikTok. one of those. <laughs> oh yeah, TikTok. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, TikTok uh, is uh, blowing up today. I mean, you know, I didn't think when I made that Eternals clip, I was like, I'm just going to listen to the first five, ten minutes and make a clip off that. And I was like, you know, the first couple minutes of our review of Eternals that we posted back in November, whenever it was, is us laughing at how much the promotional material just overemphasized diversity over yes. of the cast yeah, over yeah. the storytelling, right? And we've we've played aspects it. of the. Yeah, we've played it on the podcast, and um, you can go on YouTube and check out the supercut that I put together for the beginning of that video. Yeah. Um, and so but, uh, I was like, I'm just listening to the first five, ten minutes because that movie is bad enough. I don't want to listen to our review again. And plus, I had listened to our review before. And so right. I was like, I'm just taking this funny part and uh, and edit it down and clip it. And I'm like, it probably won't do that good on TikTok. Nope, I was wrong. Apparently. Ooh, yeah. People are very, Ooh, very, attached. Opinion, very opinionated. <laughs> like they, man, I, I don't, I don't get it. Of all the movies to, you know, kind of put your, your weight behind as an individual, that's not the one that I would have considered. It's, it's like, probably the most toxic fan base I've come across. <laughs> The Eternals fan base, yeah, dude. Yeah, just kidding. Oh, well, but this I, don't, is, I don't know. It's definitely the most toxic we've come across for sure. But I don't mean that word toxic. Literally, I think that word gets thrown out way gets, too much. It gets thrown out way too much. People just they they live in their vacuums of TikTok, putting exactly what they want to see in front of their face all the time. Right, and so their opinions and. Uh, the things that they believe are constantly being reaffirmed by other people on TikTok. Yep. And so when they come up against a video or just a clip that challenges their belief, uh, you know, every person has the ability to make, I don't know what, like one of three decisions. It's either kind of like, I don't care and you move on. Um, it's, oh, huh, I wonder what they mean by this or let's look into this more. Maybe they have like a point. Let me ask them about it. Or it's, hey, you're an ist or an ism or, you know, they, they try a to, phobe. In, yeah, a phobe or they try to insult you in some very uh, ineffective ways. <laughs> and we don't take it serious. So we no, just we come back at them. <laughs> I've been just messing with people on there. Just like, that's gross. Like the people calling us racist because that's the, the, if you knew us, that's the last thing that we are. Right? Well, exactly. And it's just not the first thing I jump to when someone has a differing opinion than, than you know, I do right exactly and it's the, it the logic isn't there and this is something that across the board when you're talking with when you get run into people like that you're not going to have a logical conversation with them no. you might you might be surprised 
it, it it's probably rare, but there's always the chance you might pull someone over to your side. Um, oh yeah. But, well, I think what social media is for is, and it happens across all of them. I, in my opinion, I just happen to think Twitter's the worst. But now that we're on TikTok oh, more, no. TikTok's the worst. It's it's probably it's, coming back. But it's TikTok. I don't know. Twitter's pretty vile too, at least in my experience. Yeah. Uh, well, the thing about the thing about Twitter is, you know, it it does depend on what you're focused on. Like the politics stuff, absolutely is. Yes. Um, but even in other spaces, people can be annoying or whatever, but they're not they are not the kind of just angry and well, Star Wars Twitter is kind of that way, too. But it's the same on TikTok. I, it, they're equal. I still think TikTok's way worse. And maybe it's just because we're getting way more traction on there. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's, that's the case. Yeah. But it, well, I was going to say, mm. I think social media as a whole just promotes emoting over critical thinking. So you see yes. something and you just emotionally react to it before like taking a step back and reading. And I can't tell you, and I've had to learn this. I used to do it in the past, not throwing any stones here. But <laughs> now that I'm more mature, I take a step back and I'm like, let's think about this. I'll yeah. sit on something. I'll sit on it for like a day or two and think, okay, is this worth sharing? Um, well, and not only that, but we've learned through doing um both the the podcast and most recently with our halo stuff uh there is a space for long form uh, content where you're breaking things down and there are people who will react positively positively to that even if they disagree with us on certain things and so that's what we've been doing and that's the kind of people that i generally want to interact with and if you're coming at us with these like goofy statements or you know, assuming things based on a 15 second clip of something, I'm just going to make fun of you or yep. ignore you. It's going to be one of the two things. Uh, and and if I if I think maybe I can get a, get around something, I'll try to to be as clear as possible in a comment. Because again, another problem with TikTok is that you can't be clear in these comments. And we're moving yes. on from this in a minute. But yeah, it's you know the internet is one of those places that. And if you've uh, watched any of the stuff that we've done recently on like or listened to any of the stuff we've done recently on Ring of Power on the Ring of Power and then like the people who have been involved with that who are like upset with their haters and, you know, just they're they're making such a big deal out of it. The way that you deal with that is to laugh at those people. Yes, like we do. (laughs) Yeah. Or you you confuse them, I guess, because there's there's not a sense of logic to, to what you're talking about right nope. like one of the, the comments in there the guy was like oh look at the, the guys are being racist or whatever and i go well you know we both believe in heavily arming the black community uh and, and he's like well what does that have to do with being racist it's like bro uh, how how more how much <laughs> he, what do you no, no, wait wait you didn't get the full context then uh, he proceeded to say go get some b words oh right <laughs> and and uh so david responded that sounds like a uh, republican talking point and then i said uh, please stop objectifying women by calling them a derogatory name. So, I mean, people, and I also told them, you're not even living up to your own values. So, and that's the thing. Yeah. You just got to engage with them, laugh at them, yeah, you and- know, come back at them with something that, you know, we don't, our TikTok, nor us on TikTok or social media on YouTube, we don't exist to own people. But no. if you're going to come into our comments and you're going to demand anything from us or, or call us things that are untrue, we're going to laugh at you or ignore you. Right. And if we can have a reasonable conversation with someone, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll hop on YouTube and do a live thing. And it, as long as it's something where we can agree to disagree on things 
and and talk things through, there there's a chance. Now, obviously, like you, it, as far as I'm concerned, we're not doing this with just like Joe Schmo, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. You want to be in the comments and, and do that, whatever. Uh, but I'm not wasting my time if there's not really like a, a benefit for us. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's crazy. Uh, but let's get on to um, some better news. At least I think this is. Yeah. Uh, I was- well, I was going to tell the good people about the most inclusive oh, place they of course. can find. Yeah, let's start there. Which is our show notes, and you go to our direct.me link there. You will find our value for value system, which means any value you're getting from our podcast, from YouTube, from our social media channels, you can donate to us in the form of your time, talent, and treasure. If you click on our show notes, go to the direct.me link, you'll see our PayPal donation link and our Bitcoin wallet address. Copy that Bitcoin wallet address and only send Bitcoin or Satoshis, anything else you may lose. Um, and then with the PayPal donation link, what we're asking is just for everyone to give a dollar a month reoccurring payment. And you can drop a note in there and we'll read it live on air as long as it's nothing obscene. And it's just an easy way to support us to help move us in a way where we can start doing this part time. And then, I mean, we're already doing it part time, but getting money for it. And then uh, to support us and that increases the quality of our work and every because we're able to just focus more time to it and make it more excellent and then hopefully get to a point to where we're doing this full time. Um, if you don't have any money to give us, you can go uh, click on our YouTube link, follow us on there, subscribe to us, like and comment, follow us on social media, share our podcasts, share our YouTube on social media and by word of mouth. Those are the best things you can do. And so I understand times are hard and there are some people who legitimately probably do not have yeah, a dollar. Yeah. But if you do have it, all we're asking for is a dollar a month. If you find some funny clips, send them our way. Like any of the time, any time that you spend uh, that helps the show out, that, you know that's value to us. So yes, yes, it is. All right. Well, are you ready to get into it? Yes, I am. Okay, so I wanted to briefly uh, do a little bit of a rundown of what's been going on within the Libertarian Party over the over the last like two weeks. Uh, so not this past weekend, but the weekend before was the uh, convention in Reno for uh, the primary positions uh, within the the Libertarian Party. So your chair, your vice chair, secretary, stuff like that. Um, and a group of libertarians uh, known as the Mises Caucus have been working pretty hard for, man, let's see since 2016 to essentially run the show that's probably the best way to put it Um, right forgive me i cannot remember everyone's name because there are so many people in this uh i I do know that uh it it went really well for them in fact they took the mises caucus in particular uh took over the entire uh, uh libertarian party Yes, they did. So every single position was, and from from what I had been hearing from Dave Smith and a few other people, it, not only was it a takeover, but it was just they obliterated the competition. I he was uh, they were saying that I think the guy's name's Michael Heiss. Um, they were saying that it was seventy like seventy percent plus uh, f- for each one of their candidates who got into those positions. So it, it and it, it was something that, um, you know, they were super stoked about. And honestly, it, it's a step in the right direction. Uh, I think that 
there was an article today where uh, some guy from like the Atlantic or whatever was calling the Mises Caucus uh, alt right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's like, bro, like th- this is what we talk about all the time on this show. People don't do their research. Nope. They they have a very defined idea of you can be somewhere on the right spectrum or you can be somewhere on the left spectrum and nothing else exists. No other opinions, you know. Uh, it, it's all within, yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna get into that a little bit with some of the other topics today. Anyway, uh, yeah, it, it's it's really awesome. Angela Angela McArdle took over as uh, the the chair of the Libertarian Party. Um, she's super solid. You know, she's out in California trying to like bring about more liberty within uh, that state. Good luck. And, yeah, and so uh, yeah, it's great. And there's there's uh, I I don't know how much of it is joking versus like. They really want to try to do it. They were talking about like a Dave Smith Maj Torre uh, ticket. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great, dude. <laughs> Man, I, I could, dude, Maj Torre. Dude, Maj Torre in a uh, vice presidential debate <laughs> would be pay per view level. Like, I would pay to watch him debate the vice presidents of the Republican and the Democrat. Like, <laughs> dude, that would be, that oh. would be amazing. So many hearts would be won by that. Dude, I, yeah, it's just this. This guy from Philly gets up there and, and just oh man, <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> they have to get smatter. They yeah, they would have to get like the they would have to put it on like a ten second delay so that they could bleep like bleep him out. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh man, it, oh. Would, it would be great. He's gonna he he pulls up in his RV. <laughs> <laughs> Goes to the debate with a, a AR fifteen yep. strapped to him. Yep. Yeah. No, I he probably would. He would probably be like, I'm coming in armed <laughs> probably would need to too yeah yeah you can imagine the headlines about that all right oh, yeah. vice presidential Leader. candidate maj torre <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right well let's get into some of the the stories that came across uh everybody should probably prepare because this will be a pretty heavy 2a uh episode yeah, 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 uh, it, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just it's the big topic right now. Uh, there there are some other things going on, but we figured, or at least I figured, that this is probably the stuff that we should be focusing around. But I do have um, two clips, well, one clip and something that was tweeted out by the Marines this past week. Um, oh, happy Pride Month, Joseph! Happy oh, Pride Month, David. <laughs> the month where everyone turns their uh, icons into the rainbow color, unless you live in a country where that's not. No, yeah, <laughs> that's not legal. That's not legal, right? Yeah. Uh, are we re- are we turning our icon to pride color? Oh man, we totally should for this episode. I, that would take so long to edit, though, dude. <laughs> unless there's some sort of filter. But uh, yeah, so the Marines got in on this. I know I need to share my screen with you. Sorry, guys. More inside baseball. Do 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 do. Share screen. Alrighty. Anyway, so the Marines tweeted this out. What was this on June first? So I mean, at nine forty-one a.m. So they were on the ball uh, for the month. It says throughout June, the USMC takes pride hashtag pride in recognizing and honoring the contributions of our LGBTQ service members. We remain committed to the foster, uh, to fostering an environment free from discrimination uh, and defend the values of treating all equally with dignity and respect. Uh, unless you're blowing them away in other countries um so yeah they they put their little like uh i think that's like five it's 762 or 556 in the helmet and it's like proud to serve and it's the rainbow colors and uh the clip that i'm gonna play actually was something that so this got uh 
ratioed on Twitter. And I'm going to play a clip for everyone. Uh, This is, as far as I can tell, uh, a legitimate uh, ad for Jeremy Kaufman, who's running for Senate in uh, New Hampshire. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. I've seen it already. Oh, you weren't supposed to watch it. No, I, I saw this way before you uh, did. I saw it like the day it was. You should have told me. <laughs> I thought I'd included oh, it. Oh, in I the saw show it notes. the day that it came out, but I wasn't going to get it for the show. <laughs> hey, man. So much stuff passes my way. You know, if I don't put it in the notes, it's yeah. going through the head. Well, that sounds like a personal problem, Joseph. <laughs> All right. We're going to play this anyway for the audience. Yes. Hey, I mean, it's race. great to hear again. Yeah. Picture this, innocent people in the Middle East, they're having dinner. A bomb is dropped on their house and they're all killed. What's the problem with this? It's being done by white men. I am Jeremy Kaufman, the chief diversity officer at Halliburton and candidate for United States Senate. It is time to diversify the murderous military-industrial complex. We need to make the nukes gay. And that's why I'm running for office. Like my fellow Democrats and Republicans, I will support every war. I will support stealing billions of dollars from Americans to kill innocent people. But we are going to make it so gay. It will go down in the history books. We will say never have so many genders and so many races killed innocent people. Let's bomb Yemen. But let's make sure a rainbow of skin colors are dropping those bombs. These are gonna be the gayest, transest murders the United States has ever performed. That's what I stand for as the Chief Diversity Officer at Halliburton, and that's what I'll do once elected to the United States Senate. I'm Jeremy Kaufman, and I'm gay for this message. I'm serious. (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh man oh man uh yeah i just every time it gets me. better i love the like part of it it says like no cis war <laughs> yeah. oh um, man hit the nail on the head uh, yeah it's just, man. just perfect and uh you know it would be even better if he manages to make his way into the senate <laughs> oh man that would be amazing <laughs> Oh man, I I I, I hope so. I hope so. All right, so on to okay, more. hope has forsaken this land, David. Don't dare to hope. Oh jeez, <laughs> black pill. Hey, one thing at a time, right? Right. So yeah, we're gonna talk a little bit more about the stuff that's been going on around the mass shootings over the last uh, what two weeks? Three? Is it two, three, three weeks? Man, it's yeah. it's hard to keep up with it because they they man, uh, you know. Things seem to come in pairs of threes. Yep. Uh, and we're pairs not going to. Pairs of 33s. You. We're not going <laughs> to get. Yeah, exactly. And we're not going to get into the actual cases for the most part. Um, even though, man, at this point, if you haven't figured out sort of the routine of 
the difference between what's actually going on and then what you're constantly hearing and and what they're trying to get across in the corporate press uh and really anywhere else you know i don't know what else to tell you it, it it's the same thing every single time it's it, it seems that law enforcement never seems to really be doing their job uh or what is their supposed job i don't even know how to put that anymore yeah right uh, what they're wanting the cops to do and realizing you know general statistics regarding cops and the response response time and stuff like that well that, it's an interesting statement too when it's like the left thinks that you know the the one of the number one things that threatens uh, people of color are cops. Yet they want to take take away the rights of people of color to get guns. Yes. To, so that they can protect themselves from not only cops, but they say that white supremacy is the biggest issue, right? Oh yeah. Going off if, of that <laughs> logic, you would want you would think if those are the, if the cops are armed, white white supremacists are more than likely armed. Exactly. You would think you'd want to arm the black people. You know, so that they could protect themselves from both those groups. Yes. Off that logic. Yeah. And it's so weird that they constantly are trying to to take away things from, quote unquote, law abiding citizens. Right. Right. Um, And what's interesting about it, we'll get into it with this bill, but there's always these lines that they're not willing to cross because they it's about politicking towards their uh their base Uh, let's get that out of the way now that is the absolute thing that is going on with whether you're talking about the republican party or the democrat party everything that they're saying is talking points for their base the people who are pretty much going to vote for them no matter what so that's why you always you know it's like we were talking about uh last week where the thoughts and prayers and the um, common sense gun control, it's like those are essentially synonymous depending on which party you're with. And it doesn't really mean a whole lot from either of them. Uh, and we get a lot of that too, and we'll, we'll see it with this bill where they use kids as this prop as if they actually care about children or people's lives, which we know isn't the case either, which we'll get into a little bit uh, once we we start talking about uh, Nadler and uh, David Sicilian. Is that how you say this guy's name? Something like Sicilian. that. We'll just say Sicilian. Close enough. Yeah, whatever. Uh, anyway, so let we're gonna. I'm gonna play a couple clips that are just, uh, you know, to add a little bit of color to this, and then we're gonna talk about the bill a little bit as well because I've got that pulled up, and that'll be in the yeah. show notes as well if people want to dive deeper into it. By color, do you mean diversity? Oh yeah, diversity. Oh yes, Happy Pride Month, everyone. <laughs> President Biden is calling on Congress to do something to address mass shootings in America. Yesterday, he outlined the steps he believes lawmakers need to take. And today's Jessica Beatty has more on Biden's call to action. Um, When when we get to the part with Biden, pay attention to the order of the things that he says. Oh, lovely. Yeah, it's interesting. After recent mass shootings in the United States, President Biden Thursday called on Congress to come together and work on bipartisan gun control laws. This is not about taking away anyone's guns. It's about vil- not about vilifying gun, o- gun owners. In fact, we believe we should be treating responsible gun owners as an example of how every gun owner should behave. Biden laying out actions he believes need to be taken including banning certain semi-automatic guns and magazines that hold more than 10 rounds. And if we can't ban assault weapons, 
then we should raise the age to purchase them from 18 to 21, strengthen background checks, enact safe storage law and red flag laws, repeal the immunity that protects gun manufacturers from liability, address the mental health crisis. Senate Republican Leader Mitch McConnell says he's hopeful and optimistic lawmakers can come to a compromise on legislation. Pause it real fast. I was, yeah, I was done with that. I, f I feel like every time they mention Mitch McConnell's name, a fart sound should be played afterwards. I agree. <laughs> and what's interesting is, I, I don't know if we're going to get into it in any, any of these clips. I, I can't remember exact, exactly, but one of the other talking points in here is that... Um, uh, Trump was for the 21 age limit and for red flag laws and they're like yep. see see even even your leader was for these things it's like dude that doesn't mean that he was right that he was right or that people actually want that in fact you might you might have a better opportunity to keep him from uh winning uh the election in what two years or whatever uh by going after those things rather than attacking him for like Russia and that stuff uh, and not to mention, if you speak with a lot of Trump supporters, they'll tell you those are the things they didn't like, and they'll still vote for him anyway. Like, don't yeah. get it, don't, oh, get yeah. it, don't get it twisted. When it when it comes down to it, uh, they're gonna vote for him because he's not the Democrat. Yep. Uh, despite the fact that he is not, uh, he's not a two A advocate at all. Uh, he's nope. kind of the opposite. Neither is Dan Crenshaw. And this is man, uh, there are still people, still people that have not seen the light on Dan Crenshaw. And it, it, dude, ah, every time I'm like, come on guys, he's, he's not, he's not your guy. He's not your guy, Texas. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So there was some more stuff going on with the panel. Plus, uh, you noticed how Biden went through all that stuff, right? And he, and he's like, uh, well, this isn't about vilifying the actual people who are, uh, good gun owners or whatever. Right. Uh, right. We'll wait till we get to the this bill that they're trying to pass because the only people this is hurting is law-abiding citizens. Uh, so not only that, so we went through that. Uh, he he talked to you know he's like oh, com the the same old talking points, common sense, gun control. Uh, man, what were the other points? Um, I, I can't remember if he talked about high capacity magazines. He talked about the age limit thing going from eighteen to twenty one, which is like, dude, it's if someone wants to get a gun and hurt people that couple of years isn't going to make a difference no it's not um and then the last thing that he mentioned was the mental health thing so obviously it's not the first thing on their platform and they but they throw it in because this is supposed to be a bipartisan bill we want to bring everyone together and so the republicans are pushing for this mental health thing f maybe for good reason but again that's to be determined uh we'll, we'll see how all of that goes and then of course the democrats are pushing all the stuff that already exists in a ton of places and isn't going to be doing us any good. Um, did you want to add anything else? No, I think it nailed on the head. All right. So here's here's the next part. This is uh, Mr. Nadler uh, and I think some other other people as well. So let me actually let me go back just a smidge. Meanwhile, a House committee advanced a gun control bill Thursday. It's called the Protecting Our Kids Act. Democrats pushed Pause it, it right saying there. stricter. Yeah, I will say this. They're protecting our kids at anytime there's an act that's named in a they're framed they're named in a way so that it will prevent people from voting against them because nobody wants to be like well I voted against the protecting, protecting our children for, act it's 100 percent why they do it. act right yeah yeah that 
Rand Paul, like so the <laughs> the the Rand Paul's opponent in Kentucky did this video with a noose around his neck. We should do it. We should cover it next week. And he, he's a black guy. Um, I can't remember his name, but uh, he he did this video, this noose around his neck, criticizing Rand Paul basically for voting against the anti-lynching law, not realizing the reasons that Rand Paul voted against it because it made the terms too broad. So many people could be charged with crimes based off. Of, there was a lot more detail that went into it. I can't remember them all, but he then co-sponsored or he either co-sponsored or wrote an entirely new anti-lynching law um, to get passed that would uh, narrow the terms down because they make like to make them as broad as possible so that the net is wider. I was on, I, on laws, you know, so yeah, I was looking for it. I can't find it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, put that in the show notes for next week. We should cover that. Well, for sure. You go ahead and play the rest of this. I'll try and find it. Cause right. I know, I think the guy's last name is Booker. All right. Laws are needed in response to recent mass shootings. It has not even been 24 hours since the last mass shooting. And who knows how long until the next one. The bill would raise the legal age for buying certain guns from 18 to 21, clamp down on weapons trafficking, and restrict large-capacity ammunition feeding devices, among other things. Republicans opposed it. Florida Republican Greg Stubbe showed some of his handguns that would be banned because of their magazine size. This is hilarious. This is a XL Sig Sauer P365. Comes with a 15-round magazine. Here's a 7-round magazine, which would be less then what it would be lawful under this bill if this bill were to become law, it doesn't fit. So this gun would be banned. <laughs> okay, so he's lying. He's openly lying because the bill would not restrict anyone who already owns those magazines. Yep. So my Glock 19 holds 15 rounds. I think it's 15 plus one. It's either 14 plus one or 15 plus one. Um, I have two or three of them this bill goes into law it doesn't affect me because i already own those magazines and there's a, a statement about that in the bill because i read it today um so he's lying openly and so I, I assume he's read it and he's either dumb or he's purposely lying to freak people out about those things now i still agree this thing shouldn't pass uh, all it does is hurt people right Right. We, were, we were talking about on this on the phone earlier and I was telling you I always think it's really funny when uh, you get the the guys who are like oh I, I conceal carry a, uh, a 1911 ACP like 45 ACP uh, with my eight rounds in it and it's like dude <laughs> like, and and there's so many there's a lot of arguments to it and for one you know that you got eight rounds you're probably gonna miss the first couple uh, right. just, just based on how they they train people to draw especially in uh, concealed um so yeah there <laughs> you're 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 like gimping yourself pretty hard having that that lower count and again the only people this is going to affect are the people who are law abiding citizens yep. um, because they uh, won't actually going to uh, affect black and indigenous people of color the yeah. most it's going to affect um the middle class and poor class uh whatever they're yeah. called now the most yeah absolutely and it's you have this uh this is the 94 crime bill part two yep they are super predators yes they are terrifying people into blindly following along with this or or they're they're trying to use the protect our children's act right let's be real guys how many how many times have we already talked about how the the, you know this isn't about kids this isn't about families uh they don't 
care about those things. The only reason that they are pushing for this is because they believe that it will help them get the votes they need to stay in office David. and continue to be able to push for these things and make money. Yep, they care about children so much, they're actively starving children in Yemen right now, yeah. the U.S. government. <laughs> yep, exactly. And these politicians just voted within the past year or two to give $40 trillion to the Pentagon, yeah. who also um, have, you know, uh, just in the past year, killed 21 children from drone strikes. So. Yeah, I was checking it. So, Boo. Oh, and also, I got that uh, video, by the way. I put it beneath your uh, the Protecting Our Children Act. Oh, I put it perfect. in the show notes right beneath perfect. there, so you can we will get play to that it whenever you want in to. In a second, yeah. Um, so Jerry Nadler, who is from New York, right? So a right. city with a massive crime issue. Uh, he's been in Congress since 2013. Um, just Unfortunately. according to what I was, yeah. And uh, it's it's one of those things that it's like, guys, y'all were all involved in this stuff going on in Yemen. These weapons that are going to the Saudis, they. They, that stuff, those those bills have to, those packages have to go through Congress and the Senate. And so for these people to come out and be like, well, we care about children, we care about lives, right? Why wasn't the, Af the, the war in Afghanistan ended way sooner? They had opportunities. The, the hmm. Democrat Party had the ability to do this stuff. And yep. they didn't because just like the Republicans, they don't care. It just goes back to that thing that it's like these these uh, surface level uh, things that they they push. Right. So we have like Pride Month and, you know, we were joking before. It, it's like there there's that meme of the guy getting like thrown out of the car or whatever. And it's like Ukraine's getting thrown out of the car as they're bringing in like Pride Month. Um, and so it's it, this is it's a joke. The, the you know, we, we talked about that stuff uh, earlier where it's like the the Marine Corps is sitting here being like we are very diverse or whatever, and it's the it's the literal meme of the the diverse bomber dropping bombs on other countries. <laughs> People don't get it, man. People really don't get it. You got to rein in this power, right? Yeah. Like really, I mean that's the point. Reining in the federal government's power, reining in the police force's power. Right. I mean, just, you know, I was, I was just reading, you know, uh, I was telling you about the drones on the police thing. I read a, a, another report of this man was drowning and police were there and the wife was freaking out because obviously her husband's drowning and they yeah. don't help him. Um, and they tell her to be quiet or they're going to uh, put her in the car. Um, they're saying another officer's getting a vote, even though the guy's drowning right in front of them and stuff like that. And people don't realize the police are not there to protect and serve you, generally speaking. Not saying there aren't good cops who actually follow that mold. But again, not saying there aren't pe good people in government, but it's becoming more apparent that it's few and far between. And there, it's it just, it's useless. Yep. I, I, I tend to uh, appreciate some of the things that like Thomas Massey and Rand Paul do. Um, and and I, I I don't necessarily disagree with some of the people who think that they can change some things by running for uh, Congress and Senate. But one of the things that I love about what the Mises Caucus is doing is that they're getting their focus is on local elections, sheriffs, judges, uh, city councils, things that mm -hmm. could make a change in the community that could push back the ever encroaching uh, power of the federal government. Yep. And I, I appreciate that because once a community is able to be like, no, we're not doing this anymore. And, you know, they they can 
potentially change things. People go, oh, we don't have to live this way, right? And and it's why we talk about on here all the time and why whenever I'm talking to my friends, no matter what kind of what side of the aisle that they fall on, uh, the message kind of remains the same. The same. Mm-hmm. We have to roll back the state. Yep. That's it. And they're like, oh, well, it's a a pipe dream that you'll ever get to your anarcho-capitalist society or whatever. And I'm like, it's not the point. The point is that we see problems uh, both a lot of times coming from our Christian perspective. Mm -hmm. And we're like, well, why is no one talking about this? And why are we so willing to talk about things like abortion? But the 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 uh, genocide in Yemen, we're just sort of like, eh. We'll we'll vote for the the warmongers anyway. The lesser of two evils, you know, it's yeah. it's the same garbage over and over. Well, I vote for the lesser of two evils, David. When you can vote for the greater, for the greater of two, of two evils. evils. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I always say. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the motto of our show. Oh now. yeah. <laughs> vote for the greater of two evils. <laughs> Are you tired of this lesser than two evils narrative? <laughs> Hear me out. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, you hit the nail on the head again, man. It's just uh, people don't realize it's you know I'm gonna vote for my guy, even though my guy may not adhere to all of my values, right? right. Or at least be consistent in them. And someone like well, Trump, you know, and that's and, why and a lot of times with a lot of them, even with this Oz thing, like I had a guy telling me here, and it's like it's not about him so much. You know, having these set beliefs, it's is he going to be is he going to keep in line with the rest of the party? Because if not, we'll primary him. And I said, that sounds like a dumb argument. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I like that's a bad argument. It, yeah. Like, if, if you're just like he's our best hope, but we still got to keep him in line because there's a lot of stuff that he doesn't believe in. It's like, well, then police say. Oh, sorry. Then you know, this is this is the same argue the argument like get better people if that's your plan. Yes. And if you can if you can't get better people, don't vote. And the word, it's like, well, we don't know if Kathy Bennett, for example, in Pennsylvania, if she can pull in the gen, in the general. I'm like, it doesn't matter. Get in candidates that you want there. Yeah. And and again, like not to mention, Oz is not conservative in any no, stretch of the no. imagination. And, and, Good night, people of Pennsylvania. Yeah. How are you that dumb? Yeah, and neither neither is Trump. I mean, it just he oh, just yeah. he said some some stuff that people really liked, and then at the end of the day, just kind of petered out. And uh, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see what happens in a couple of years with the the primaries, um, and uh, who steps up, what what everything kind of looks like. Uh, it'll be a fun time for the show for sure. Uh, the, man, the clips! I can't wait because we we caught we caught like the the tail end of that stuff with Biden, right? Yep. We're, we were like just starting the show when they were they were doing like the town halls and everything. Uh, I think I think that's right. Um. Anyway, so yeah, here's the last clip. This is just about what happened in Iowa. This was the third of the three uh, mass shootings. And for anybody that doesn't know, yeah, though technically, if only three people were killed, it's not a mass shooting, right? Isn't it four or more? Oh, it doesn't. I mean, well, not that it yeah, not that it matters to the, the news outlets, uh, but I think it's it's four or more people involved in the situation. So, oh, you know what though? They probably counted the shooter. Oh, that's probably true. So he, him plus three other people. There's a minimum of three or four victims of gun violence. Oh, three or four, great. Yeah. Like, why don't you pick one? Uh, all right, well, here's here's the, the rundown of this, and then I'll add a little bit of context to this that I found uh, on TikTok of all places. Um, 
to just add add some extra color to it. Yeah, man. No, you're shot right. And I'm sorry. Two women in the it's it's four. It's four more. It's four. Yeah. Okay. Hang on. Let me go back just a smidge. The NTD News. Police say a man shot and killed two women in the parking lot of a church in Iowa on Thursday and then turned the gun on himself. The shooting took place outside the Cornerstone Church near Ames, Iowa, which is north of Des Moines. The church was founded from a college ministry at Iowa State University. About 1,300 students gather to worship at Cornerstone every Thursday night. The identities of the victims have not yet been revealed. Police said the shooter appears to have shot himself afterwards, but his death is still being investigated. Okay, so the updated information, if true, allegedly, uh, he was involved there and was dating one of the girls and she got a restraining order on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he had also impersonated a cop and had been recently released on assault charges, correct? Correct. Okay, so yeah, the, the, again, what we were talking about before, they knew about this guy. Mm-hmm. Why was he, and he was able to walk into uh, a shop and buy a handgun. Even though he Doesn't had. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, why it? was there nothing that popped up like, hey, this guy has recently had these charges, right? If And this is what you and I talk about all the time, where it's like these laws aren't doing anything. There are so many laws on the books in some of the biggest cities in this country, and they have gun violence every weekend like every day really but we're always hearing about these like weekend things the you know they they keep talking about how i think it's in chicago it's like memorial day the death count keeps getting bigger every year like it broke a record last year it was like 34 people were killed over the weekend yep and i was like well we're not going to really talk about that but we'll we'll talk about all these other instances and then constantly blame the guns rather than the everything else that's going on in these places i mean there's yeah it's a it's a it's a tough conversation you know there's it's, it, it's interesting don't you think with as widely available as guns have been for decades and decades and decades and gun you know uh laws have only gotten you know more encompassing more strict towards you know your ability to own a gun as the years have progressed yet mass shootings seem to be getting worse and worse right and well, so yeah. You would think if it was a gun issue, specifically a gun issue, then it would have been there from the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, there's obviously something else going on. And I can go back to actually, um, I pulled it up this past weekend. And I'm so actually, bravo, David, on just reading my mind this weekend. Uh, I let David do the show notes for episode 92. <laughs> so if you have any problems with this episode, just, just send on the hate mail to him. Yeah, you can uh, you can address the the emails to me. It's fun. Yeah, just address them to David. But uh, well, I'm gonna talk about this while I'm trying to find it. Uh, but yeah, here it is. Okay, so the arms of all people should be taken away. I was remembering that gun control when did that first start when do i remember like studying that in history and i realized um britain right that's what you go to is england wanted to take away the founders and you know the americans that were here their rights to own guns but specifically uh in um there's this article in 1989 by stephen halbrook As we celebrate the bicentennial of the Bill of Rights, evidence has been discovered that shows the Second Amendment was prompted by British plans to disarm each and every American. In 1777, William Knox, under Secretary of State in the British Colonial Office, circulated a proposal proposal entitled 
What is it to be done with America? Knox advocated the creation of a ruling aristocracy loyal to the crown, establishment of the Church of England throughout the colonies, and un- and an unlimited power to tax. To keep them servile, Knox offered the panacea of disarming all of the people and relying solely on a standing army. And so, it, you know, this was a tactic tried then. It's the same thing. It's tried. happening now. Yep. I got a clip. History <laughs> I I repeats clip. itself. Yep. Oh, it is. Yeah. This Nadler clip is basically just what you what you just said. Nice. Um, also, we, we got to talk about this bill, but let's play this Charles, since we don't want to leave people waiting too long. Let's play this Charles Booker clip of his. Uh, this is textbook race baiting. Uh, yes, so it is. It's cringe. Anyone? Yeah, it, it's unbelievable. Um, and you, uh, it's in the show notes, so you can go watch it for yourself and see the actual visuals. But it's hey, it's an Adam Curry place. comment, trauma-based yeah. advertising. Yep. yep. <laughs> Here we go. Oh wait. The pain so of our a past hanging from a tree persists to this day. More nooses. In Kentucky, like many states throughout the South, lynching was a tool of terror. So it was used to kill hopes people who were for freedom. It was used to kill She's my ancestors. He's got the rope around his neck. Now, I know it's so bad, in dude. In historic victory for our Commonwealth, I have become the first Black Kentuckian to receive the Democratic nomination for U.S. Senate. My opponent, the very person who compared expanded health care to slavery, the person who said he would have opposed the Civil Rights Act. The person who single-handedly blocked an anti-lynching act from being federal law. The choice couldn't be clearer. Do we move forward together? Or do we let politicians like Rand Paul forever hold us back and drive us apart? In November, we will choose healing. We will choose Kentucky. Dude. <laughs> we will choose Kentucky. So there's something people should I, I should really understand, and this is something that um, Joseph I think is is starting to get now that he's been doing some editing and, and and other things. But all of this is put together in a package in order to try to get an emotional feeling from temperature room IQ individuals is the best yep. way that I can put it. Uh, and I kind of mean that in an insulting way because if you fall for things like this, you kind of deserve what you get because he he's trying to say that Ram Paul like what he's really getting at is he's that Ram Paul is okay with lynching, like yep. that's forget everything else like none of that other stuff really matters. Most people won't even know what any of the, those other things he was talking about with but like you said earlier joseph the reason that these bills get named certain things is because they can use them as political firepower against their opponents this yep. is textbook race baiting politicking and i'm sure there's another word oh and emotional what was uh, trauma-based uh, advertising. advertising um because you're you've got this soft somber music playing in the background he dude he looks so goofy with that thing around his neck and and this is a, this is actually something that Mo has talked about before, where he's like you he he is very stern and being like, no self-respecting black man would 
ever put something like that back around their neck. No. If they and it's truly just to believe use black that hate stuff. as a tool to garner votes. Yes, absolutely. And and try to make Rand Paul out as a racist. And this is this is what it's it's become. It's, it, de- you know. it's despicable. That's yeah, what we it, hate it, on TikTok. It's like, hey, if you yeah. if you disagree with us, that that's is fine. fine. That's fine. Point it out. You can laugh at us too. That's okay. But to come in here but to make disingenuous statements about someone when you don't have the evidence to back it up and it's just you know like this and it's very flimsy just getting emotional man so disgusting it's just despicable yeah and plus the fact that he uh Rand Paul literally wrote the an anti-lynching bill the Breonna Taylor Justice Act on top of that and many more murder is also illegal Like <laughs> lynching is already illegal. It's already illegal. It's already illegal. They're just making it also, in every state. It's illegal. They're just making it illegal at the federal level. It, but yeah. it's already illegal. It's already in the illegal. Sense that murder is illegal. Yeah, states <laughs> don't allow you to just sense. lynch people. That's not this. And this is the thing, man. And it goes back to this, right? And I've never understood. I've never understood this. When we go back to this, uh, you know, white supremacy is on the rise. It's it's a national emergency. Blah 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 blah. Right. So. Let's assume that you are a regular black male or female living in the United States. You believe that there and I'm going to be I'm going to be a little sarcastic with this. You believe that there's a member of the clan hiding behind every bush. All right? Mm-hmm. Why would you be okay with gun control? If if you have the legal right to own a weapon that can quote unquote decapitate a man uh, why would you want to give that up to a government who clearly seems to be okay with the clan running around and doing whatever they want? I it, the logic isn't there, and that's that's the thing is that I, bro, I don't know. I I know it wasn't uh before COVID, it, it, things were still kind of nutty like this, but mm-hmm. I swear all this stuff going on with the mass shootings that we've been seeing over the last couple of years, all. All of the all of this mental illness that's been popping up, I swear, 2020, 2021, this year, all had something to do with that. I, I oh, just, yeah. I, I, it is a gut feeling more than anything because I don't know how much evidence is really out there uh, for that. I don't, I don't know if like eventually people will do studies on this stuff and be mm-hmm. like, yeah, locking people in their homes for years, really not a great idea for for their health, their mental health. Oh, yeah. it's definitely not. In many ways, and it's a gut feeling for me as well. But yeah, as far as evidence on that, you are right. But that the Rand Paul and this Charles Booker thing is better. So, so it doesn't mention that Paul went on to co-sponsor a new bipartisan version of that same legislation, right? The Senate unanimously voted this past March to pass the updated Emmett Till Anti-Lynching Act, which is now law. Great. So, what's the point of that ad? Just to win points, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's Completely ridiculous. Completely just lying, fabricating, and <laughs> to waste taxpayer dollars. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, dude, I, I don't know if you saw this. I saw a report recently that um, I think it was the Fed was saying that they really want people to stop saying fiat money. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they do. Like, please stop. Uh, so I just uh, real quick I want to run through a couple of these things before we finish up the rest of the clips for this episode Um, this is uh, let's see HR 7910 Uh, this is the I want to make sure I get this right the protect our kids act right so again um, hmm. oh it passed in the house it looks like 
25 to 19. No, that doesn't make sense. Oh, maybe that was the committee. Yeah, it's the committee. Sorry, guys. Um, It's uh, the prohibition of federal firearms licensee selling or delivering certain semi-automatic centerfire rifles or semi-automatic centerfire shotguns to a person under the age of 21 with exemptions. Okay, so... This is the the interesting part, right? I want to get down to these exemptions. Qualified okay. individual defined. So these are the people that would not be affected by this, right? The term qualified individual means a member of the armed forces on active duty and a full-time employee of the United States, a state or political subdivision of a state who is in the course of his or her official duties is authorized to carry a firearm. So this means that active military, police, and and security services mm-hmm. working for uh, politicians Politician. are exempt from these laws. This, I mean, if this is not the rules for thee and not for me statement in a nutshell, I, I don't Dude, know. What I else should is. totally clip this part of. Uh, this podcast and put it on TikTok and watch everybody lose their mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, man. Yeah, it's just spot on. That's what it always is, right? Ru- rules for thee, but not for me. Yep. So they're, and then they threw in gun trafficking because, again, yeah. this is this is trying to, this is essentially virtue signaling, like, oh, we're going to take care of gun trafficking. No, you're not. You haven't done it in 50 odd years, whatever the case may be. It's, it's not going to happen. So, and then they go on with all this like safe, um, Oh, uh, they have the ghost gun stuff in here. They essentially want all firearms to be traceable. I, I don't know how they're going to do that with ghost guns. Like, yeah, right. uh, if unless, they're ghost guns, that means they're not traceable. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that stuff's so goofy. I, they're Essentially, what they're doing is, is is trying to get people into a position to be afraid to own these things. Because yeah. uh, I don't know how they're going to catch you without, you know, invading oh, you know your this, home. And you know if this passes, you know what the Republicans are going to do, right? Hmm. They're not going to pill it like when they get or oh, when they get the it, chance. Yeah, when they oh, get a absolutely, chance. Yeah. Absolutely not. Uh, unless they have, it's already law now, uh, unless they already or unless, well, there's a chance depending on the type of people that they they get in. Right. That they might do it because 94 crime bill was the same way that got overturned um, because there's going to be enough. Uh, gun manufacturers and other people who are still lobbying and they're going to look, you got to overturn this stuff. It was like they're they're They cut out a big portion of our of our business right and so i don't i don't want to um the, the it, i i'm tr- i'm trying not to undercut the seriousness of them trying to push this kind of stuff but at the same time there's a lot of workarounds in this they you know they talk about high capacity magazines in this but again it's it looks like if they're trying to ban it uh you're you're safe if you already own those firearms. I'd, I'd have to scroll through here to find it. Um, I think it's in this first section somewhere. Uh, anyway, they go through all of that. And uh, uh, anyway, so they're, the, it, the legislation is a little weird too because they're not specifically indicating which long barrel rifles they would take from, oh, you have to be 18 to, uh, to you now have to be 21. And... Yeah. I assume it's going to be like AR-15s. What would be really interesting on this, like this would just be assuming that it passes, is if they have stuff in there where it's like, oh yeah, the AR-15, that's the one that we don't want people getting, right? But you still have like AR-10s, you still have everything that holds uh, 7.62, just like your AKs and a lot of these other firearms. Um, it's like 
to see if there's just this weird thing where they're just trying to demonize one specific rifle. Uh, but they are trying to get the limit of capacity, I think, down to 10. To ten, um, I've heard as low as like 5, too. I don't know how true uh, that is. I didn't read it anywhere in the bill earlier. Um, but yeah, it's it's in the show notes if you guys want to read it. I, I, I find this stuff kind of fascinating. Um, you have to read through a lot of garbage, though, to actually get to the, the meat of what they're trying to do. Um, I swear that that stuff's on purpose. That they make it as confusing as possible, so you just don't want to read it. Oh, yeah, and try and make it as long as possible, too. Uh, yeah, I mean, this thing is massive, and most of it is like uh, guns, like safe storage of firearms. <laughs> and, of course, they use an, an incident that happened with um, a kid to push this stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, a, different, a different kid. Yeah, that's how they do it, because they're trying to appeal to your emotions more than anything else. So, all more right, so... Logic and reason. Here was, a, here was a clip from Jerry Nadler, uh... On, that I just thought was hilarious that one of the other members of this committee uh, had said something and this was his response and it just made me laugh. It's only, a, I'm not playing this whole whole thing, it's just a, a few seconds long. No worries. Oh, oh here we go. A&S, I'll be very brief, I won't use my five minutes, I'll simply express my shock, shock. at what I just heard from Mr. Roy. When he talked about using guns to fight tyranny, he's talking about turning guns on American troops. Turning guns, we ought to be able to shoot American troops. I find that shocking. I yield back and I recognize uh, Mr. Issa. <laughs> if I remember correctly, wasn't it the President of the United States saying that AR-15s wouldn't protect you from our military and yeah. nukes? <laughs> yep, yep. Absolutely right on that one. It, his his whole cadence in that just kicked, killed me because it reminded me of something out of like... Uh, like it's so cartoonish. It's like I'm shocked, shocked that someone would say these things. He's clearly talking about turning guns on our military, and you're like, oh, dude, come on. That's <laughs> exactly what politicking 101. Going. Yeah. Uh, all right. So this is this is one of the the other clips. This is from David Sicilian, and um, he's got some interesting things to say. I'm I'm gonna play. I think this whole thing. Uh, let me know if you want me to stop it at any point. Uh, if there's like something that stands out you want to mention. Yeah, yeah, yeah is a radical position being offered by our friends on the other side of the aisle. They claim that we should support ensuring that people who are an imminent danger to themselves and others, such that they might commit mass murder, have a constitutional right to access a firearm, and to deny them that right would, quote, trample on an individual's due process and Second Amendment rights. You know who didn't have due process? You know who didn't have their constitutional right to life respected? The kids at Parkland and Sandy Hook oh, and, and Buffalo and the list goes on and on. Um, uh, Trauma-based advertising. Yeah, also, I don't think that's what due process is for. No. It's, it. it's due process for people accused of crimes and the accuser and the accused for do both. Due process is the legal requirement that the state must respect all legal rights that are owed to a person. Due process balances the power of law of the land and protects the individual person from it. When a government harms a person without following the exact course of the law, this constitutes a due process violation, which event, uh, offends the rule of law. I think your right should, to a fair trial falls underneath that. Yeah, they should add theoretically. Theoretically, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, guilty until proven innocent. Yeah, it's a uh, in a, a utopia. This is how it would be. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's kind of what 
uh, I think we were trying to get at is due process is for the guy who murdered everyone. Like, what does due process have to do with the victims other well, than the fact that it needs to be brought up? Due process is for the guy who murdered everyone and then also for um, the, um, you know, I, the easiest way for me to say it, it's due process is for the accused and the accuser for both. Right. Sure. But, speci- but specifically, technically, but then, yes, to your point, primarily when we think of it, it's for those who've been accused or who have committed a and, crime, stuff like that. And even under your your added on, like you adding that on to that, that would be like the victims of those things would fall under due process already. So mm-hmm. where's their due process? Well, it's when None. the guy goes up on trial and says, y- you murdered all these people. <laughs> we're gonna throw you in jail for the rest of your life or you're you're getting the death penalty like that kind of that's how it works right i don't he, he's just again this is just this politics it's what i was thinking when i was getting all all this stuff together but they're not for the death penalty david <laughs> even yeah. though the guy murdered children right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah make right. it make sense here we go oh yeah and it was just it's what a scumbag move like constantly bringing up all these other it, the, this is just it, you know I, i've said it a million times but it's just it really is a scumbag move. So spare yes, me the is. bullshit about constitutional rights. No, I will not yield. And I'm not going to yield for my entire five minutes, so don't ask again. <laughs> so first of all, these risk protection orders work. They ensure that people who are a grave danger to themselves or others don't have access to a firearm. This is an idea that, by the way, the former hey, Republican president said, and I... Can I call a red flag report on him? <laughs> <laughs> you see, I don't know, man. You're seeming a little, uh, you know, out of it. What's yeah. going on? You okay? Yeah, we've talked about red flag laws in the past. They're they're terrible. It's not a good idea. It basically allows uh, your family members or your neighbors to uh, indiscriminately, for whatever reason, call the. Uh, it would be state officials because the police are the ones that are probably going to show up. Um, yep. Because they think you're some sort of danger to yourself or others, uh, and it, this can just be done. So, and he's going to say that's not true. That the, you know, oh, there things have to be done. P- believe me, that that's not the way that it would work out. I quote: "We must make sure that those judged to pose a grave risk to public safety do not have access to firearms." Who do you think he's talking about right there? Sorry, I was muted. Super oh. predators. <laughs> uh, okay, so you remember that clip from a couple of years ago where the former head of the CIA was talking about uh, domestic terrorists, yeah, and like all like religious, like religious quote unquote extremists, libertarians, and they like mm-hmm. lumped those categories in with yeah. like r- you know your ists and phobes and whatnot. Oh yeah, there's just this part of me that thinks that he's not really concerned about these few. And let's be real about it. These few mass mass shooters, right? That that's not a majority right. of the population. Um, anyway. Not in any stretch of the imagination. Nope. And then if they do so, those firearms can be taken through rapid due process. That's why I've called for red flag laws, rapid. also known as yeah. extreme risk protection orders. Yeah, I mean, extreme risk protection orders. Yeah, this is exactly what he's talking about. Rapid means someone calls about it. They show up to your house and they go. Give us your firearms or we're going to, you know, it's going to get bad. That's yeah. how that's how that works. You don't do due process doesn't exist in but that. David, I thought rapid just like we don't want rapid or same day background checks. 
because that means they're less efficient, right? That's what they say, right? <laughs> Even though that's not true. I thought, but if it's rapid, doesn't that mean that's going to be bad? I mean, the FBI already, most people, by the way, um, all the errors that exist on a majority, like 90%, I want to say it was, we covered it on the podcast episode. Yeah. Uh, a huge majority um, are due to uh, mistakes from FBI agents. So, yeah. filling out, you know, inputting them into the system and yeah. stuff like that. It, so. it, the mistakes and why a lot of these things happen, and we've talked about this a million times, uh, is because of uh, the people who are allegedly paid to take care of this stuff the FBI, the police. Um, you know, different law enforcement agencies uh, who are supposed to keep track of this. Uh, they're not doing a very good job or they're dropping the ball. I mean, you yep. go back to Parkland, right? No one, everyone seems to forget about the stuff where uh, the sheriff was incredibly incompetent in that situation. It, it was a lot of the decision making on his part that caused that incident to be as bad as it was. Even with Uvalde uh, a couple of weeks ago, one of the biggest problems is that these police officers weren't responding correctly. It took 75 minutes from the start of this guy going through. I don't even know. I'm not exactly sure when they count that 75 minutes, mm-hmm. um, but it, it was a 75 minute delay in the reaction of the police officers. And it wasn't until uh, I think like Border Patrol showed up, or at least that's the story that, that we've been hearing, that anyone actually took action to stop this guy besides the parents trying to go get their kids. Yeah. Um, and that okay. The one thing that it seems that most people can agree on, uh, and, and I've talked to a lot of different people over the last few weeks, or just heard them talking about this. Uh, everyone was in agreement that those cops would have not stopped them from trying to go get their kids without you know three or four of them getting on top of them and handcuffing them. Uh, and, yeah, right. And causing a problem. Uh, and the fact that those cops tried to cover it up, but no, we're not. We're not going to talk about. Uh, those issues right because that's not convenient for the narrative even though you know a couple of years ago cops were the worst thing ever now uh, it's Republicans and and the the evil AR-15 and uh, I gotta verify but I had seen a report saying that the cops that had ordered or were preventing the parents from going into the uh, school to get their children and that were tasing them were federal cops gotta confirm that so don't take that 100 percent. But I've seen a saw a report to where at least federal agents were involved in that to some extent. Told had stand down, either told the local police department to stand down, something to that extent. Yeah, the the I think I loved what No Agenda had to say about this. They had this clip where uh, it, it, the lady was basically like, the facts surrounding the Uvalde shooting are constantly changing, and and they were like, yep, that's basically sums it up. <laughs> uh, we, you know, all right. Yep. Let's let's keep playing this. The former Republican president, the bill introduced by oh, Senator Lindsey Graham. So this view of our Republican colleagues on this committee, that no matter how dangerous you are, no matter how much you've exhibited an intention to kill others or kill yourself, you should have unfettered access to a firearm because the Second Amendment guarantees it. That is nonsense. Risk protection orders are modeled (laughs) after domestic violence statutes. They have due process. They have notice requirements, a right to a hearing, a right to contest the seizure of the firearm. That's the due process which exists. Okay, so if you don't understand what he's saying right there, essentially he's saying that your weapons are taken away from you and then you get to prove you're innocent. We yep. have all these things set up that if this is a mistake that you get to prove your incident, but we're taking your firearms ahead of time. But is it, and that's the same, literally the same thing uh, 
that Trump said in regards to uh, red flag logs, right? Yeah. Let them prove it in court. Yeah. But you're innocent until proven guilty. And it's on the burden of the state, not the burden of the defendant to prove their case. And let's talk about poor communities, I, black, white, Latino, whatever the case may be, that whatever your, you know, whatever your term is that you want to use. Um, if you have to go to court, that's going to cost money. You're going to have to get a lawyer or you're going to have to rely on a civil lawyer uh, in that case. And now I, and I'm just kind of assuming that I'm not exactly sure how they're going to allow that to work. Right. Either way, you're going to have to take time out to go deal with this, which means you're not working. Right. Uh, you're going to have to potentially pay a lawyer, especially if you want it to be done quickly and efficiently. Uh, so that's a ton of money in order to get something back that was stolen from you by the state. That's yeah. what red flag laws and do. Aren't we trying to get rid of uh, what is it? C- civil forfeiture uh, from the police? Yes. Uh, yeah, it would be great. That's because what we're trying to do. This would abused. be a. This is another version of it. Yeah. Well, it's it goes back to the, the stuff that. It's like these people don't care. The cop, the like, they're okay with the cops. The Democrats. Yep. The only reason that they they took that side a couple of years ago was because it was politically expedient for them. Oh, absolutely. It was. It worked out in their favor to be like, oh yeah, a cab and you know whatever. And you know, you and I have our our criticisms of the cops, and we've talked plenty of times about how we'd like to see that changed or something. Uh, take its place, right? When we talk about small steps, then we talk about the larger picture of what what it should really look like. All that being yeah. put aside for now, because it's not about you and I; it's about what these guys are doing. Um, yeah, they yep. don't. All this stuff—they're lying all the time. They—they they want control over everyone, right? Yes, they and, do. And what this will do, just like with COVID and the vaccines, is it's going to put households, family members, friends against each other. Because could you imagine being in a community, everything's going great, and then one day someone uh, pulls this rat, red flag thing on you? Uh, all the you know you have state officials or whoever come up they they take your weapons and now you have to go through this massive process to get it done and it's like people are going to start getting suspicious of everyone around them they're not going to be trusting like this is this is the kind of stuff that's like man they don't see what they're doing these people in washington they're like essentially living in these ivory towers trying to point out and command you to do these things or to live by this certain way that you have not voted or had any real say in yeah uh, and again, that's the premise of what we talk about all, all the time on here when the state's got to get rolled back. So, sorry, I'm done. <laughs> no, you're good, dude. You you covered it. It, dry, it just dude, I appreciate it. It drives me crazy. Uh, all right, we'll keep going. This it's available in all the states that have these laws, which is why they've been upheld by courts when challenged. So this idea that there's no due process is baloney. There is due process. There is a wait. Didn't he just say there wasn't due process? Yes, he did. All right. I just wanted to make sure. A process. It's been found to be constitutionally acceptable. He don't believe that. And it's not a permanent removal of, from a firearm, as Mr. Jordan suggested. It's a it. temporary removal so that person doesn't slaughter and kill others or kill him. Uh, I'm, I, I'm sorry. And I don't. Kill others. I, we're we're gonna have to like pass on some of the this other stuff because we're already over time for this episode but dude he's like it's a temporary thing joseph do you remember that story about the woman <laughs> temporary. yeah do you remember the the story of that Major woman that was temporary too uh-huh. Sorry, go well i was gonna say that woman because i think you were the one who actually uh brought this to uh the show when we did uh our 2a episode last year yeah um that there was a woman in new jersey who 
was being uh, harassed by either her ex-husband or you know whoever and they had gotten separated and she wanted to get a firearm to protect herself um, she had to go through this insane quote unquote due process in order to gain that firearm and he killed her before she had the chance uh, to get it yep because uh, in New but, Jersey they have some of the most uh, restricted, restricted gun control restrictive gun control there right yep and uh she wasn't able to get it and that would have been her best line of defense she could have tapped him two times in the chest but now instead of him being dead uh she is yeah exactly and that's again we go down to it gun control originated we not only that not only that episode i don't think it was that episode i think before that episode we also did another one on gun control and how it originated um due to racism all gun control is racist. That's yeah. where it started. Yeah. And it affects those who are most vulnerable, those who are the weakest um, in society, not just based off of your race and your gender, but also your uh, financial class as well. Yep. So it exists to hurt you and me and everyone who can't afford armed security. Yeah, exactly. Because um, we can't, right? And so they're they don't like, care about your safety. No, they don't. Um even though Biden's up there going, oh, it's, it's not about taking away rights from uh, law-abiding citizens. Like, what do you think these red flag laws are going to do? They're going to literally take the firearms away. <laughs> I, That's a lot of uh, thinking for him. It's, dude, it's exhausting. I, uh, anyway, um, yeah, he pretty much just goes on like this. We're, I'll, I'll, I'll stop it there because we're we're over for this one anyway. Um, there's a couple other things in the show notes. Um, one in particular, uh, this is uh, the representative from Rhode Island, and I so I pulled up some statistics on gun violence in Rhode <laughs> Island. Uh, and one of the things that I thought was really interesting is that Rhode Island had it, its gun deaths, uh, suicide gun deaths, are 71 percent yep. of the deaths that happen there. Um, so, you know, maybe uh, maybe he should be dealing with some of that. And people don't come at me with uh, me in particular. Dude. Well, you never lost someone to gun violence. Actually, I have, and I'm still not for restricting uh, rights you from law-abiding citizens. So, citizens. gun homicide by race and, race and ethnicity in Rhode Island. Black, 5.6%. White, 0.7%. Daggum. Um, firearms are the leading cause of death among children and teens. Oh, that's in the United States. In Rhode oh, Island, eighty yeah. percent of inmate part uh, partner gun homicide victims were women. Um, seems like Rhode Island should probably be, you know, checking itself instead of dealing yep. with the rest of the state. Um, gun, let's see, gun violence in the United States. Suicide is sixty-one percent. Homicide is thirty-six percent. Unintentional is one point three. Shooting by law enforcement, one point four. So it's interesting to see what they actually calculate in these. Um, oh, gun deaths by race ethnicity in the United States. Black, 21.2%. American Indian, 13.9%. White, 10.9%. Hispanic, 6.1%. Asian, 2.6%. And not to mention, as we said in another episode, that between 500,000 to 3 million uh, lives are saved each year in the U.S. due to guns. And it cannot be overstated that a majority of that is suicide. Yep. That they they yeah. they pull out these statistics and they say, "Oh, look at the gun deaths in the in the country." It's like, well, when seven, what sixty, according to this, sixty one percent is suicide. Well, you take that out, that number starts getting smaller. The unintentional, yeah. you take that out, 
takes out a little bit of a chunk. Yeah. Shooting and by just to law be clear, enforcement. And just to be clear, I was referring to like live 500,000 to 3 million lives are saved each year due yeah. to guns. Yeah. And but most of the gun deaths that they refer to in gun violence, 71% as David just said just in Rhode Island and majority of it throughout the US, most of the gun violence is due to suicide. Yeah. Well, and this again, it goes back to what we're talking about all the time, the states should be taking care of their own. Yep. It, let's start. I mean, that's where it's got to start. It, we got to get the federal government out of the business of the states and then the states out of the business of the individuals. Um, they the amount of I, I, I can't remember if we talked about this last week, but I, I don't think a majority of people understand the authoritarian tendencies that they have. Um, yep. I've been trying to it's funny. I've been trying to point this out with people at church uh, that people their natural state is wanting to be governed. Mm-hmm. And the the twisted nature behind that is that uh, you you know you look at the Israelites and their their journey through the Old Testament, and they want to follow God, but then at some point they decide God's not good enough, and what they want is an earthly king, and so they they legitimately what they're doing is begging to be ruled by another person. Yep. Which is what you see nowadays. It's why we talk about like statism. You have your Republicans and you have your Democrats. And a lot of people just have this uh, left or right mentality. They don't really see things um, as clearly. And that there's other solutions and other answers besides like we were making fun of earlier, voting for the lesser of the two evils, quote unquote. Yeah. Uh, and they think that's it. And that their side is going to save them and <clears throat> that their morality will be the thing that wins out when what they don't always understand is that what th- happens in those situations is that the other 50 51 percent whatever the case whatever statistic it really is uh are essentially being forced to live under these ro- these laws these rules that they haven't agreed to mm. um it's some sort of weird like social contract that that we believe in that it's like okay just because you know a president is voted into office that he essentially has free reign with really without the Congress at this point to go, you know, make all these regime changes, have these uh, proxy wars, like the whole deal you have all this stuff going on. Uh, and I, I, I find it very interesting. And a lot of the time it's really, I don't know if you've noticed this, it's really hard to talk to people about this stuff because it makes people uncomfortable. Yep. It's like people I would, like to disagree, and not only that, they don't know how to like people they disagree with any longer. And, and yeah. that's why I've been trying to tell people so much on my social media lately, particularly on TikTok. Hey, it's we can disagree and move on and still be cordial and civil. It's yeah. all good. It's okay. Yeah. Chill. Go outside and touch some grass, man. Mm-hmm. I've just I've just noticed it would seem not always, and maybe I'm being a little cynical about it, but I've noticed sort of in Christian communities in particular. That it's like when you step outside sort of like the box of allowable opinion, mm-hmm. even within those communities, people start getting uncomfortable um, because people want to live a very certain way. They don't want to have to think about certain things, even if they're completely true. And that's the way that goes. Uh, the military is a big one in churches. There is yep. a, a bit like police too. Uh, a lot of the stuff where it's like they they feel as if they have their narrative of we without um, the actions of the military we would not have the freedoms that we have in America, which we talked about before is 
a majority a myth. I, I, there is like a, a small piece of me that can agree to that. Um, that in, what were you saying earlier? Like in a perfect world, in a or, utopia, not even in a utopia. Cause in a utopia, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have violence at all or whatever, but you're right. And where we are now, if the goal of the U S military was essentially the protection of the United States and we weren't doing all of this insane stuff overseas, uh, yeah, I'd probably be in agreement. It's like, I'm glad they exist. I'm glad they're here for national defense. Um, I, you know, again, I'd rather it be kind of like state sanctioned more than anything else. And that, that it right. was up to the individual states to, um, get that to happen. That's like the step that I would prefer. Uh, but yeah, I, I, <clears throat> there'd at least be a little more agreement on my part. If like Yemen wasn't a thing, if everything going on in Ukraine wasn't a thing. And I know we're not directly involved with that and that you could make an argument that at least for the troops, they're not always 100% involved in that kind of stuff. Um, but when I talk about the military, I mean, I'm talking about the whole thing. So it's like you from the president all the way down to the the smallest grunt. Um, mm-hmm. And if you're a part of the system, you know, you're you're a part of that. Like, you know, you, you don't really get a choice once you join the military. <laughs> That's kind of how it works. Um, all right, man. I know we're going we're going long uh, on this one. So we'll stop it there. Did you have anything else you wanted to say before we close out? No, nah, man. Thanks, everybody, for listening to us and continue to support us and uh, download our episodes and uh, shout us out on social media. Yes, and we will be back on Thursday, episode 93. But until then, y'all take it easy. Politics ruins everything. Being patient with them, I try to. But you got room temperature IQ. IQ. Expecting a lecture from these idiot guys who got opinions not worth it's what's under my shoe. Y'all tripping on truth when we call it out. Cause y'all people as goofy as I'll get out. If y'all with them and not with you, I'd sit out. Cause every rapper's on the list now, mad at a pitch count. Flowing heaters like my soul's beat up. No people focus on hoaxes in the shows he book. And I'm hoping to open doors and I got foes and such. But I know that I'll be opposing to the goal. I must start attacking. Ain't lacking my brains lashed in Same way that I game is the same way of the back end All the pain that I bring up is like the bang to the Batman I'm back cracking Whack trends claiming they rap bands and backtracking Give a crap about the what's his face Only thing you out rapping is a sandwich at Subway And y'all just so happen to welcome beef on my lunch plate And you are a disaster and this can only go one way And you're steady flashing guns in your music viz And I know you do it for the fun but what you doing is Abusing every rule of course you can use it quick You're showing the world you don't know what you are doing kid Spending my energy debating enemies that tend to be idiots, really inept politically, that don't have the depth or with me. Oh well, it'll be co-chance in hell, so riddle me this. How am I supposed to take you serious when all of your positions are socially expedient? Thinking you a rebel, but at most you obedient, opposing opinions make folks be belligerent. A cult and religious, so you know what's on CNN and vote.
what you told by the folks that got a sentence missing. Oh, you a hypocrite, and I'm in awe because the diversity you advocate is not in thought. You get away with it because you placed in a freaking chamber with echoes ringing, surrounded by a bunch of brainless. Your aim is yet all the same shame because you ain't slick, afraid to relate. A 